Hey, Street Fighters, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned this once again before we get this show started. This Friday, we are going to be hanging out in Columbus, Ohio at the Summit. We're going to be emceeing the DSA Breaklight Clinic. They are raising funds to help people not get fucked over by the cops over a taillight. So come out, check us out. Uh, Pink Reason is going to be playing there. We played them on one of our old bonus shows with Brace. Um, it's going to be a good time. We also have right now pre-orders for the gumball shirt. So if you want a shirt that says an injury to gumball is an injury to all, or if you want, you agree with Brian and you want one that says gumball is a stupid asshole, we are taking pre-orders on those at store.streetfightradio.com. It's $20 right now until October 1st. You have until October 1st to get those orders in. After that, it's going to be 25 So head over to store.streetfightradio.com for all your gumball shirts, CBD, and Kratom needs. Let's get to the show. Hey, Street Fighters. Thanks for being here. It's another Sunday night. It's time for a street fight. We do this every single week at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear us on 92.3, or sorry, 92.7 or 98.3 here in Columbus, Ohio. We're on WCRS, the best community radio that there is. You can find an entire archive of street fight shows at WCRSFM.org. And you can find more of what we do over at streetfightradio.com. If you placed a Kratom order recently, I got a tattoo on my hand, so I haven't been able to pass, pack Kratom, and that's why it's late right now. Sorry that you buy from cool people. Uh, it's on the way, though. Thanks for supporting the show. As always, uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're the number one anarcho-comedy show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it for seven years now. Uh, we are broadcasting worldwide out of the Free Press Studios here in Columbus, Ohio. We are a part of the Pacifica Radio Network, and we are taking your calls. That number to dial is 614-412-5252. Looking for stories about small business tyrants, military recruiting, DARE officers, or anything else that comes to mind. Uh, Thank you for supporting us for this long as we continue to move upward and onward towards a flatter earth and a flatter society with no hierarchies. Uh, we appreciate uh, your time and attention for this show. Glad to be back. This is the first time we're taking calls in two weeks now. So hopefully the lines haven't dried up too much. I'm sure yeah, some people called on. last week and were pretty pissed that they didn't get through. Yeah, once some of y'all call tonight, let us know what's doing, you know? What's happening? But uh, how's it going, man? How's it going, Brett? So far, so good. Uh, I've had an all right weekend. I've recovered mostly from the tour. Um, I don't know. I, I've just been chilling, really. I went to the zoo. I went, hung out with some friends, and went and did a family thing. So I'm killing it. I'm adulting like a boss right now. That's good. That's good. I, uh, I've had a crazy week. I'm going to tell you. It has not been normal for me. I mean, it's basically normal because my whole life is a mess all the time. But woof. This one's been crazy. Crazy. What's going on? So, number one, my daughter plays volleyball, Brett. She's a volleyball player. She plays for the school. Eighth grade team. 
not like the most important time for volleyball, but you're getting there, you know? It's like eighth grade is like what I'm learning from watching my kid, you know? This isn't something that I experience. It's like it's time to start getting serious Great. Yeah. You know? No, this is uh, – you're going to have a sports career after this. You're going to get the Letterman jacket if you keep going with it. Right. And also it's like even with homework and with all that stuff, like they're just like, we ain't screwing around anymore. You know, your mom and dad aren't going to be bringing your stuff that you forget at home up to the school anymore. Which is a lie because I do that still once a week. She forgets something and I have to take it up to the school when I get out of bed. Uh, but so the volleyball team has home and away games, and the away games are they need dinner. They need to be fed dinner because they don't get out of there until like eight thirty, and they probably got to drive from some far away land like Taze Valley or something. I don't know, just you know, a half hour sometimes they got to drive on the bus to get there. So they want their food. Right after the game, because they're burning energy. Well, they don't tell you... Uh, this This is happening with, all over the place, actually, with me. Actually, uh, I'm going to start with this story, but then there's also another part of this story. They don't tell you what to bring for their dinner. They'll just be like, ah, sometimes they bring Subway. And you're like, okay. And then, like, the thing they don't understand is, since they don't tell you what to bring, they leave it up to you and a teenager who is absolutely terrified that no matter what you bring will make her into a nerd for the entire rest of the time that she's in school. Right. You're going to show up with pimento loaf, and then they're going to call her pimento loaf for the rest of high school. You can't explain to her that it's not going to mean anything and that they're not going to say anything about this because it's kind of a... It's rude to be like your your family's food is gross. And, like, I never did that. And believe me, I stayed the night at a lot of people's houses with gross food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just got to suffer through it. Yeah, you just got to eat the food, man. That's why I always ate before I left for people's house. If they weren't promising pizza, I was like, I'll I'll get something else before I come, you know? Yeah, we also have in the studio today Josh. You know him as username Joshua on Twitter. Thanks for being here. Hey, folks. He'll answer your calls, too. And so I'm sort of worried, you know, like, what are we going to fucking do? You know, what is is this dinner going to be? Well, here's another little wrinkle to this. All the other parents have failed. So there's been, like, five of them. Okay. And every other parent that's brought food, their kid has been like, that food was sick. I hated it. And, like, hurt their feelings. Every single one of them. I've talked to the other parents, and they're always like, yeah, she hurt my feelings she said nobody liked the food that i brought <laughs> and i'm just like this is so much pressure yeah stop being terrorized by your kids dude this is why we need to bring spanking <laughs> right. this is there needs to be spanking again this so is what i'm think what i'm hearing right now my wife is like throwing out ideas what about pasta oh you're gonna eat pasta on a bus Okay. Yeah, you could. After some tupper, out of some Tupperware, that would be perfectly acceptable. Yeah, you can calm down a little bit. We that's a suggestion that we came up with is all kids like spaghetti and meatballs. We just kind of figured we could probably do something like that. What about a soup? Nobody likes soup except for me. Uh, then my wife with the craziest suggestion of all the suggestions I've ever heard in my entire life. I've never heard anything crazier than this suggestion: chicken salad and egg salad <laughs> sandwiches. Yeah. That's fun. That keeps on the bus. No kids like that. No, they don't. Not a single kid likes chicken and egg salad sandwiches. I used to, dude, I used to cry when my parents made me eat chicken and egg salad sandwiches. And I'm not talking about when I was five or six. I'm talking like when I was 15 and 16. Like, really? Dang it. I can't eat this. It's gross. 
I I mean, I loved it when I was a kid. I was happy to eat. Yo, that's you. You're all oh, I was happy to eat. I was a young orphan at that time, so yep. it was great for me. Yeah. Any food that I could get, I was very thankful for. I would pat my father on the head and say, "Good job earning that." So, we figured it out. We're doing sandwiches, some submarines, and Doritos because you know kids love Doritos. <laughs> okay, you, yeah. It sounds like you're going to find out kids hate Doritos. Though. No, no, like, they only like Taki. Okay, oh, nobody sure likes got Taki. My daughter loves Doritos, though, and she refuses to try Taki, which is kind of weird. You know, I thought kids like Taki these days. But, yeah, Doritos, cookies that I made by hand from scratch like a gentleman, M&M cookies that are delicious, by the way. I have a really great recipe for M&M cookies if anybody's ever looking. So I made those, and we got them those ice. So there's, like, these dollar drinks at all the grocery stores that are these tall like sugary, supposed to be diet drinks. Well, that yeah, are fruit it's fake sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sparkling water, right? Yeah, and ice. And kids go wild for it, so we got them that too. And so we may be successful now. You know, the basement show is after the next basement show is after this happens. So I could come back and be like, that didn't work out. The kids don't like subs, turkey sandwich, subs and turkey sandwiches, which sure. is. Come on, what do these kids want, you know? Whatever, like, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody had, probably. I think what they want is... Hannah Hannah Montana had. Can we get an Instagrammable meal? Right. I mean, one mom got fucking yelled at, and I could tell it tore her apart. Like, because she seemed, like, sad when she said it. She's like, I brought Uncrustables and carrot sticks and hummus. And my daughter said everybody absolutely hated it. And I'm just like, that sucks. Why would your daughter say, just eat the dang food? You don't have to tell that everybody hated your food, you know? It's the, teenagers are hard. And here's Kids the, are awful. Here's a new thing that's going on. Washington, D.C. trips coming up. Every school, which, by the way, I just found this out about my wife. She's told me before, but I never really thought about it. My wife didn't get to go to Washington, D.C. in eighth grade. Did you go to Washington, D.C. in eighth grade? Oh, yeah. My wife didn't get to go because her parents said... Either that's your Christmas present or you I heard, don't go. I knew some people that had to manage that and she decision. Was like, I'd rather just have the Christmas presents. I can go on some school trip. I want the clothes, you know? Yeah, I need those clothes. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that was sad to me. But so my daughter's going. I paid the $517. It's all paid up. That's a huge amount of money, by the way. Like, I got to pay it over, like, six months so i'm not complaining about like that it, that's an easy thing to do over six months still a ton of money for a thing you know but not really a ton of money for a trip to washington dc no, i've been it's pretty expensive and everything's paid for there right so like when i went to the meeting and they were like of course your kid's gonna want to get souvenirs and stuff but their food's all paid for everything there is paid for all the necessities of life all the entries to everything everything's paid for but they'll want spending money. And we're like, so what, what What? amount of spending money should we send them with to the teacher? And he's like, all families are different. And I'm like, no, that's not an acceptable answer because the poor families have to start saving now to keep up with the rich families so their kid doesn't look poor because that that is another thing that the kid like will feel crazy about. Like my kid the other day was like, we played this school and it was a... It, was a school in, in Columbus School District, right? And she's like, those kids were rich. They were all wearing, like, Nikes and stuff like that. And I was like, kid, you're 
they're just like you. Their parents just never get anything for themselves, and they buy all the stuff for the kid. You know, that's how it works. God damn. So this money thing is killing me. Like, I have no idea how much money to give her. And then I asked her, I was like, would $100 be cool? And she'd be like, why are you asking me? I'm like, because you're the person that's going to need it. So I'm in that spot, too, now. It's just, just make, yeah, make the decision. Whatever you want to give. I'm going with a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks sounds right. That right? sounds fair to me. Sounds like a ton of money for an eighth grader. Yeah, it's going to be blown on the stupidest shit. Maybe some fake sunglasses. I think what she she's going to buy a lot of Starbucks. Like the thing I'm worried about is they give them ten bucks for their meals, mm-hmm. and then they go to like these food courts. And I'm like, there's no goddamn way these kids aren't going to spend all the money on like a cake pop and a giant coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not a possibility. Time of their life, right? Yeah. So Big city. You can eat whatever you want, right? No, not really. They go to a hard rock cafe. I went there, yep. You like the hard rock cafe? Uh, it's We went to the one in Baltimore. Ah, There's a hard rock cafe in Ohio. I didn't know. I did not know that. There's sh- a hard rock Roxino here I drove by last night. Didn't even know about it. I didn't know that at all. <laughs> Brett's perking up. He's like, I hear Sino at the end of a word. Uh, the whole time we we're on the road, Brett was like, we got to go to one of these fucking casinos. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to go. I did eventually get to go. He did. And then he pissed an old man off, which was funny. That's my favorite part of the trip, actually. My, my favorite part of the whole trip, and I did so much amazing stuff and did all these great shows, is that Brett told an old man that he was on... Brett told an old man he was on a roll, and the old man got mad at him and yelled at him and stomped out of the casino. <laughs> he came back. Yeah, but, but I was to playing, get away from you. Yeah. He was like, I gotta get away from this fucking uh, bad luck schlep rock. Well, I was playing next to this guy that, like, he came and he lost all his money, and then he went away and got more money, and he came back and he started winning. He started, like, paying more aggressively, and I was like, damn, man, you're on a roll. And he was like, shit, man. If... What, he said, just let it be. Don't say anything. Why did you say something? And then he, like, slaps the table and then walks away. And he's like, put a spot down. And, like, they met, you can hold your spot. And he just walks away and goes and, like, paces for a while because I fucked up his hot streak. If a pitcher threw five hitless innings, would you go up to him and say, hey, wow, man, you're doing really good? I would, dude. I'm, that's who I am. I don't believe in I don't believe in the superstition. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. Like, I think believing in superstition is exactly like believing in ghosts and God. Like I'm, all, I'm all about this, like not believing in anything you can't see. We're going to go ghost hunting again this year, I think, right? It's going to yeah. be more of a Twitch thing than a live show thing. But I thought you killed all the ghosts. We went looking. We didn't find any. No. Of course, because there aren't any. We're going to find extra haunted places, though. I think this time... We're going to do some real research. We're going to find super haunted places. Yeah, because we went to Hellville or whatever, and it was like used to be haunted and used to be a place where the government tested on regular people and snakes and shit. But that's just not there anymore. We have to find the current places where they're mixing human DNA with animals and shit. Yeah, I mean, in Marietta, Ohio, there is a hotel in Marietta that you can pay to stay the night and it's haunted. And I think that's what we should do. Because people are like, oh, people get up in the middle of the night and just leave. And I will go there and I will get a good night's sleep in that hotel. No problem. You'll sleep for 13 hours and be like, oh, I didn't get a wink last night. (laughs) That's what the tour was like. But what I'm saying is I'll sleep. I won't have any problem like being haunted. Yeah, I'll just be like, I'm out, man. I'm just asleep. That's That's what I do. But yeah, I do sleep a lot of hours. 
But I, did, I don't sleep well in hotels. It's yeah. Just, I can't do it. I feel like there's, like, constantly somebody looking at me when we're in a hotel. Not you. It's just if I was in a room by myself, I would feel like people were listening in the door and the wall and shit like that. You know what I mean? I know. When we, there was a place we went, and uh, they were having, like, a party inside the room. And every time we went by, Brian was like, ha, ha, can you believe this? They're having a time in there at the hotel, man. They're going to get in trouble. Aren't they, aren't they going to kick them out? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think anybody's paying that close of attention. You feel like you're like a lab experiment or something. I do like, feel you're like I, a mouse in like a cage. I feel like I'm in jail almost. Yeah. Like there's so many rules That's that true. it's just like maybe I'll just get room service and I'll sit in a room and I'll be quiet and nobody <laughs> can, leave me alone. Yeah, they won't find this weed and send me to jail or something. Right. Because I feel like just I am nosy, right? Like I'm a nosy guy. I, I try not to be. But, like, I listen to other people's conversations at restaurants. I am fascinated when I take walks. If, like, people have their door open and their TV on. What is this guy watching on TV? I used to, like, hate my neighbor because every time I looked in their door, they were watching Fox News. And I'm like, I know that guy's a son of a bitch. Right. But, like, I didn't know him personally or talk to him. You know what he's filling his head with, though. (laughs) Yeah. But I just, I, like, I have one neighbor that that drives, like, a van. That has radio station lizard rap on it or whatever. I'm like, ah, that guy works at a radio station. I wonder what he does. Like, I'm I'm a nosy guy, so I think like people at the hotels. I feel like the other guests are nosy. Like, I feel like everybody's nosy and just wants to know what everything that's going on. Me and you do it all the time, dude. Yeah, we're sitting at dinner. And, and we're sitting at dinner in Minneapolis, listening to the most god awful conversation. And, like, we're eating burgers, and these girls are calling all their friends the C-word, basically, that weren't at the table. Yeah. And then <laughs> they're telling their boyfriends about someone's getting married when why why they really shouldn't be getting married. <laughs> yeah. They're going – it was really bad. It was just, like, I wanted to get away so hardcore. It's like every time I hear people, a group of people talking, they are talking shit about somebody else. Like, that's – or just having the ter- most terrible opinions. I, I mean, there's nothing deep going on out there. <laughs> there is not a lot of solidarity between women out there sometimes no. when you hear the way that some of them talk about, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, she's all fucking everybody all the time. I'm like, what, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. With, like, how she works or whatever, like, comes to work, you know? Golly. Yeah. It's, it's bad. So I, my wife told me this really funny story. Last night, we went stargazing last night. We went and looked at stars. Right. By the way, somebody online was like, I didn't know you were romantic like that. Buddy, I've been with the same woman for 20 years. I didn't have to be somewhat romantic. <laughs> well, a lot of, I think most guys get away with like, well, it's a binding contract, you know, until death. <laughs> so I don't have to do shit. <laughs> I actually brought that up yesterday because uh, I know this person that's in a relationship that I always saw as very volatile. Like, wouldn't be surprised if they weren't in a relationship tomorrow because the person they're with is just crazy. Like, not crazy, but just kind of like at one point he was like, this dude is like really into Donald Trump during the election. And his girlfriend's like, I don't I, I don't like him. And was like kind of making fun of Donald Trump and shit like that. And then he <laughs> had a lawyer write up a paper like kicking her out of the house that they live in because what? she Shit. couldn't live with her anymore. <laughs> his girlfriend or his wife? His girlfriend. They're okay. just like kind of dating, you know, and he's just like, I, I don't need this but kind of abuse. 
He served her papers? He did. He did. I mean, the theory is that well, he had just got legal representation through his job and he wanted to take it for a test drive. Sure, see how far it could go. <laughs> yeah. well, maybe, well, I got a real specific problem. <laughs> But it's his house, you know. He he has every right to do that. And I just found out recently that they're like getting married, and I was like, I think that'll stabilize their relationship. Oh, sure. There's like a contract there now. Yeah, now there is a real. <laughs> now they she have. She has to some stay. legal recourse. Yeah. Yeah, but that's wild, man. To be that mad because somebody made fun of like the uh, guy you're voting for president. <laughs> Dude, he's an avatar for, like, they're so, some of those people are so far into it. Like, there's a lot of really just cynical people that just want to see everybody scream about it. Mm -hmm. But then there are those, like, I have people that share their mom's statuses and stuff or, like, screenshot it and send over the wildest shit. Yeah, we we get that a lot in too. All of, just, like, completely, uh, 100% belief in the trump ideology like just fascinated with this guy like they'll share one of those videos of him babbling for like 15 minutes and just be like well this is going to set the record straight it's like i didn't make any sense i don't incoherent to me to me too i'm always like Like, i'm trying to get the understand what he's saying but it doesn't come through You, you have to have a scrambled brain to pick up that message well my my wife spent some time with her dad recently who's a big trump guy and said that he was just mean as hell just mean as hell and uh i was kind of explaining to her like i think a theory i have now is that the they won because i'm like i always am like they won that like why are they so angry all the time they won right but they're mad because they didn't like First of all, they lost the popular vote. And, yes, that doesn't mean anything because he's still the president or whatever. But it just means that among people, right, <laughs> he was less popular than he was for the electoral college. You sure. know what I mean? It's a stain. <laughs> it's a mark on the record. So, like, even to that point, I mean, even at that election, more people that voted didn't want him to be president than ended up voting for him to be president. So, like, they live in this world where, like, they won, and then when the election's over, everybody goes back to their life. You know what I mean? Like, everybody just goes back and they accept that he's the president. You stand behind the office of the presidency and all that stuff. Well, that's not happening now. You know? Like, because people like us are pissed. Never does, Like things. uh, I understand, but to them, it did. That's the point. Like, that's the thing. Under Obama, to them, because... He was so kind of milk toast that people weren't really freaking out about him at all. That ev- those people were freaking out about him, but the average person, I don't think, was freaking sure. out about Obama. Like most people were just like, "Yeah, whatever." He just does what he does. You know what I mean? But now the average person got it. Is like paying attention and hates it, and they're like, "What the hell? And this op- isn't fair!" Right, and openly and publicly saying it. Yeah. Like when they were hated Obama, people were like, "Get out of here, racist." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and it's just okay. Like, they turn on the TV, dude. Like, imagine you're a Trump guy, and you just turn on the TV, and you have to watch, like, the president getting owned, like, all day. Because that's all TV is now. Most TV yeah. is just people yelling about the president. Right. It's our entertainment. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so funny to me. It's like, it's so, like, it's so cool that they lost. They won, like, power. But they lost everything else. They just, they lost every possible other thing. They lost their families. Their kids don't like them. 
I no, their, I mean, their I, I grandchildren I, don't yeah. like them. I heard another story today about somebody that did that. That ended up just like there was a slight, and some like grumpy dad was like, "I disown you," and just like over nothing, not willing to talk or have a conversation. Just one of those you should know how I think type things. And yeah. I don't know how people get, but I don't, it's so crazy to have a kid because you go through so much bullshit like you're going through right now. Right. And they come out on the other side, like a, an adult person that you can have a relationship with and you just treat them like any other fucking Facebook poster. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you love your, I love my kids so much that whatever bullshit that's going on now is even almost charming. That's a pain in my ass, you sure. know, but it's kind of like, ah, it's having a kid, you know, she's a, she's growing. She's a different person. She's not. She's like another grown person sort of in the house, and she's going to have her own opinion. She's going to have her own thoughts. She's going to have her own insecurities, and we all know that when you're a teenager, right. you know, you're so driven by insecurity that, like, you have, like, when it's happening, I think you understand where they're coming from. Sure. You know, like, I understand. And and then, I mean, only, you only understand it from... 10 years away from it, you know, 20, 30 years away from it, you know? Yeah. And, and I it's very quickly, once you leave school, you're like, none of that mattered. I spent all of that time thinking about all that stuff and it's all gone. The whole, I'm an adult now and the slate is clean and everybody I meet has no idea that my dad brought ham salad to a volleyball practice once and I was mortified. <laughs> you and know? if you even tell them, like, because there are people, uh, okay, like I hung out with a lot of my high school pr- friends probably till I was like 25 or 26. You know, right around there. I, I, Gwen was born when I was 26, so that was probably about when I kind of stopped hanging out with them because I had a kid and, you know, had yeah, to they get were my doing non kid stuff. Like, uh, but I, I did feel like for that seven years after high school that I needed to prove that high school meant something. Like, it meant something. These people are going to be with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. So it's not until you're right. Like, you get to be about 28, 29, and you're like, oh my God, that was all pointless none of i mean none of that social stuff matters anymore and if i like go to work and i tell somebody hey i was really popular in high school they would make fun of me <laughs> yeah you know? i'm like what, what do you mean you were popular who cares right yeah but uh you can't come i mean she has too much time to think of disasters well yeah you need to, and then all the shows are about disasters in school too yeah, all the shows are called, like, Awkward, or, like, yeah. this person is a loser, or something like that. Right. And you're like, yeah, I get it, everything's awkward, but right. it's like, if you people would just cool out for a second. Like, she goes to a school where there's really not a lot of bullying. I mean, it's a very soft school. Sure. And uh, I don't mean to say that insulting, I think it's good. I would. I wish I went to a soft school. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You wish didn't you have to think about fighting people all the time as an option. Yeah. Wish I didn't have to bully to make myself popular. uh, (laughs) Or Brian. But it it was just like, I felt, I I feel for. Like, I know how important that stuff means in the moment. Like, I have this old paper that, this is so funny. I wrote this when I was in probably 16 and I was really in love with this girl. And uh, we were dating or whatever. And uh, I was grounded, but she was never allowed to do anything, right? She was never allowed to go. But one week, she was allowed to go to the football game, the high school football game. And that's where we would, like, hang out and, like, make out and shit like that, right? Uh-huh. My parents were like, you can't go to that football game. You're grounded. And I went in my room, and I, like, made a contract for myself 
that I would ruin my parents' life if I ever got old and rich. And I would <laughs> buy their house and evict them and get them fired from their jobs and just ruin everything. You're and, real Romeo. And so, <laughs> I was in love, dude. I know, you're Romeo. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, I will ruin my parents for you. <laughs> I will... I said I'll buy their I'll I'll bring the paper in sometimes because it it was I look at it sometimes and I'm like that really meant a lot to me like going to that one football game meant like life or death to me to the point where it was like I will go you on took a, everything from me I will go on a kill bill mesh, mission to to handle you like I will destroy everything that you hold dear you know yeah. it's so I buy their business it says I'll buy their businesses and fire them. <laughs> wow, Fendom. I, I know. I was. You're just gonna take them out. I want to. Yeah, I was gonna buy their house and then buy their businesses. I hate them. I just hated their guts. Yeah. And I now I'm like, that. I don't even feel that strongly about them anymore. Or like, right. I'm not. You know, that girl. Like, right. Didn't gone. miss out on much. No, I didn't miss out. I missed out on making out with somebody. Right. Tonight. Right. Under like the bleachers at a football game, it wasn't a big deal. But it was just such a big deal to me. Like. At sure. the time, I was going to get to do some smooching with my finest lady. Yeah. Well, that's the whole world when you're young. Yeah. Like yeah. when I was when I was 16, the universe was my house, the school, and the six inches in front of my face. Yeah. You don't have perspective. Yeah. And your social network is so screwed because it's a ton of people that believe the same shit you do and like keep you going. You know what I mean? Like they keep that going. Like it's a ton of people that are like, no. This is the most important time of your life, compounded with crazy parents who also think that's the most important and best time of your life. And this is <laughs> decides who you're going to be yeah. forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the stress over school, man, is something I'm not in. I'm not about that life at all. I mean, I'm my kid gets enough that she'll be fine. Like, I'm not I am not stressing about all the extras and all the other shit that's coming and the information and staying on track like. I think she's going to be okay. You just got to be there for them when yeah. you need somebody to talk exactly. to. Exactly. I, I think, you know, I, I think about this a lot, but my parents didn't really have conversations with me. They, like, kind of talked at me. And uh, I feel like if maybe they had had some conversations with me, I might have been a little more. You wouldn't have wanted to destroy their whole <laughs> life? You wouldn't want that far on No. Them? I mean, if they would have. Well, no. I, I'm still mad about. By the way, I'm still, in a way, mad about that, but for different reasons. You know, it's more like. If you weren't going to help me go to college, then why did it matter if I did well in high school? It's kind of that's my true. <laughs> like thing. That makes like, sense. That's why I'm still mad. But it, it's I'm I'm not like that mad okay. anymore. You know. Let's, Let's take some, some calls. calls. Yeah. yeah, I'm done with the kid talk. Jeez. I fucking hate it. Jeez. So mean. Sorry, I just don't. It was not the glory days. It's so long ago. I don't see it as the glory days. You heard it here. Brett Payne hates children i do yeah i've grown i used to be so sweet about him but then as mine is aged and i see the other one's age i'm turning on him all right thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to hey how's it going this is happy from missoula montana what's up happy we're not going to promise to come to montana now we already did des moines oh no i don't (laughs) know yeah it's pretty far it's pretty tough to get to (laughs) i don't blame you i actually one time tried to search uh ways to see how long it would take to get to montana and it act it wouldn't do it because it was too far i'm not <laughs> lying that's not like a joke after a certain amount of miles ways doesn't work 
So that kind of oh, scared man. me away from ever promising a Montana show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on, yeah, Happy? It's hard to get to. Oh, uh, I'm. I don't know. I'm just. You know. Oh, I guess. <laughs> and uh, my weekend is winding down, so <laughs> I've been pretty doing nothing all day. <laughs> Montana is a 26-hour drive from Columbus, Ohio. Yikes. Oh, yeah, I drove out here, man. From where? Where'd you drive from? It was long. Oh, uh, from... You're breaking up a little bit. What was that? Uh, from... I drove... <laughs> it breaks up right before you say the name every time. Are you, like, in in a place with bad phone service? Montana is probably a place with bad phone service. <laughs> Hello? Hello? I think we lost him. I think we lost Happy. Oh, no. I think Happy is unhappy. Hello, Happy? Happy, can you hear me? Happy, can you hear me? Is there a skeleton in the room with you? Uh, you're you're cutting way out. We, you're popping in every now and then. but it's Oh, man. Okay, okay. We can hear you. you tell us what you have to oh, say. Oh, you so can hear me now? You don't cut out, okay? Uh, yeah. I, I drove from Cleveland. Sure. It's a beautiful driving out there. Actually, it's funny. When we were driving, Brett was like, I don't know why you want to travel around the country. It all looks the damn same. Yeah, I uh, was not into it. It's nice out there, though. I don't know. I wasn't into the road tripping thing. We drove every single day, like three days in a row. And I'm like, this is not that picturesque, really. It just looks all the damn same. Well, we were driving on the interstate. If I was going to take, like, a road trip or something like that, I would maybe take other roads instead of the interstate so I can see the same five restaurants every quarter. So what, <laughs> what's up, Happy? How you doing? Uh, what you got going on? Uh, I guess I'm calling for advice and stuff. I have, like, four-day weekends now because I'm in school and everything, and I only have stuff, like, three days out of the week. Slick. So what are you That's trying nice. to do? Well, like, what do you what what kind of advice? Like, you trying to find stuff to do for those four days? Yeah, like I don't know if I should like go and get a job and stuff, or I, if I should just like focus on school. Because like I have a gig kind of where they're paying me to do some stuff like grading papers, but I don't know if I should like be doing something else <laughs> or what if it's okay think? to just I mean, focus on school. Do you have to? I mean, are you is you are you that like can you survive without it? Yeah, I could probably survive without it, but, like, when I get done with school and stuff, it'll just put me ahead, so yeah. I, mean, I have a real dilemma, I guess, you know? Uh, like, what kind of job are you thinking? Because here's, here's the thing. Are your four-day weekends, like, do they include – I know this sounds stupid. They include Saturday and Sunday, right? Yeah, it's Friday, and then I usually don't have anything on Monday, so all those days are free. I mean, do you want – I mean, if you go get a job – I would put the chances that you're going to be working all weekend pretty high. And, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what you, like, do socially and stuff like that. But I know that working on the weekends really hampers, like, hanging out with your friends. You know? Like, if that's important to you. Yeah. If there's nobody out there, then. But I, I always I always put a high premium on having time to, you know, like, go to concerts. Like, basically, when I was when I was working a real job... My ideal schedule probably would have been a night schedule because I like being up at night, but I always worked days, so I was off at the same time as everybody else, you know? 
And if you go get a job at, yeah. at a place on campus or something, they're going to make you work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Probably pretty sure, you know? Yeah, yeah that's seems- true. I'm just starting to, like, meet people, too. So it's kind of like I want to cultivate those, like, new relationships and stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're not too pressed for money, I mean, I'd hate to tell you to take extra loans or get yourself deeper in the money, but, I mean, that can come later or it won't, and they aren't going to kill you or throw you in jail for it. Um, I would maybe spend time figuring out how to make money doing something that you like to do. Um, if there's music or repairing stuff or flipping or something you could do in your part-time that might turn into something more, I'd probably put my efforts towards that. Like a hobby sort of yeah. thing. Like if, if there's something that you're into like or some sort of art that you can sell or anything like that, like putting your time into something like that is probably a lot better than putting your time into like a Jimmy John's or something. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, I was at, like, I've been going to Goodwill every week just to, like, because I'm looking for a picture to put in my living room and stuff. And, like, I'm finding, like, some good stuff, like basketball jerseys that I could sell online and stuff. They're pretty cheap. There's no sales tax in Montana. So that, like, helps out a lot. Yeah, dude, you can make tons of money doing that. I I did it all the time. Um, You just find stuff that you like. If you know basketball jerseys, that's perfect because there's all kinds of sports memorabilia. And uh, you have it now. You have the phone in your pocket, so you can look up everything while you're in the damn store, so you're not going to make any bad buys. Um, that that would be a route I would go after if you if you have the urge or the and the ability to do it. It's pretty fucking easy to make some money, and then you're not you know you're not as pressed for time, and you're not beholden to somebody else's schedule. Like Brian said, to make fifty dollars for an eight hour shift or something. Yeah, that's true. Plus, yeah. I don't have to deal with any small business tyrants. I don't want to do that. That's a that's a risk. I mean, yeah, you, you <laughs> I would might have stories think, for you all. So <laughs> you might even think that's a joke. But the thing is, if you're on a campus, that's the only people hiring. If you're looking to just, if you were just looking to make extra money doing a service job, you're probably going to work for some crazy small business idiot. You know, that's why everybody's always yeah, hiring on on camp. Like I walk by the places on campus, and like all the time, and every business on campus is always hiring because of the oh. incredible turnover because the bosses are crazy oh and they tell you it's because kids don't want to work or they know they're not thankful and all of that and it's no it's because they don't want to be treated like garbage like they expect <laughs> you know we expect some sort of level of respect from people that are at least older than us i mean fuck i remember being young and being yelled at and being like how am i 22 and I know what is the polite way to tell somebody, you know, something at their job. And I've got 50-year-old guys screaming in my face right now. <laughs> Back in my day, I, I worked a part-time job for the modern equivalent of $50 an hour. And I, I paid my tuition, which was 100 bucks. And, you know, why don't you do that? Right. I mean, all those jobs, and, like, they close, like, at at least if it's, like, Ohio State campus, it's, like, a restaurant opens, and then six months later, it's another concept, and then six (laughs) months later, it's closed, and they're hiring the entire time. It just, if you know how to hustle that, like, vintage clothes thing, that, to me, is, like, I wish I could do that, because my daughter only wants, like, vintage t-shirts. Like, she was just the other day like saying like i wish you guys would have saved some of your stuff when you were growing up and it's like well i didn't think anybody would ever want that junk you know and like that seems like yeah you're like that at that age though like i remember when i was in high school i was just like oh i really want like old stuff from the 90s and the 80s and like (laughs) 70s and stuff so like 
the I guess the market for that is like younger kids. They'll they'll pay the money for it. <laughs> it is. My daughter will take any Tommy Hilfiger t like shirt like, and that was like basically when I was a kid. Everybody liked Tommy Hilfiger, uh, and uh, what else? What, what it was like Tommy Nautica. Hilfiger and Jenko and Nautica and stuff like that? And she just wants all that stuff that people wore when I was in high school. I do wish I still had all that stuff because I would be selling it up on what's the wet, what's the site that people sell it on? Um, Mercari? No, there's a used. There's a popular Depop. One. Is it Etsy? No, Etsy's Etsy works, but there's a popular one that is just about vintage clothing. Oh, I don't know that one. I think Depop is like a website where you can make an account and just put up like individual items of clothing for sale. Yeah, Gwen spends Poshmark. all day flipping through. What is it? Poshmark. Poshmark. Gwen spends all yeah, day flipping it. through Depop and Poshmark, like all day trying to get shirts that say like, you know, world tour, like Britney Spears world tour, like 1995 or something. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, also, the other thing, I mean, so I, I actually didn't graduate from college, and I'm a dysfunctional learner, but Brian, when he went, he really did make an effort to completely take the whole thing in, and he talked about a lot of young people that were just drifting through the whole thing, sleeping, not paying attention. So if you have the extra time and you can devote it towards your education, you're gonna, it's going to pay off in the long run. It might cost you more money. Oh, yeah, I'm in graduate school, too, yeah. so... I, I've done the college thing. I, okay, I, I'm I'm doing more school now. Okay, I yeah. didn't know that. Okay, but I mean, you're. I don't know. I think just the more time you can devote to that, it's probably going to pay off mm-hmm. more than time spent, you know, taking orders from somebody else for no money. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Thanks for calling in, though. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, awesome. Cool. Hopefully talk to you soon. All right, yeah, let us know how it goes. Peace out. Yeah. Bye. We saved it. I thought we were going to lose him at the beginning. I remember. I don't know why I remember this so vividly, but when I was in the eighth grade, there was this kid that came in with a white snake T-shirt, and it was a T-shirt that his dad got when he was in school. It nice. said, like, White Snake 1987 tour, and it had all the dates on it, and he was – the coolest person in the world. Everybody was mobbing him over this T-shirt. Nice. That's a weird age. It is. I did the same thing. I actually, there was a picture. I think I feel like I've told this a million times. There's a picture of me in the newspaper shopping for clothes when I was like 15 at the thrift store. And it was like, kids these days aren't going to the new rack. They're looking back in time, you know, and then they wrote all about it. But that's also what I was doing. I was buying band T-shirts. I would find band T-shirts because they were so hot. And uh, I would resell them when I was like 16. I had a PayPal account, and PayPal would give me my money. I could ask for a check back in those days, and I would just sell shit on eBay all the time. It was easy. There's a place here on High Street next to UDF and Jimmy John's. It's almost like the hipster Goodwill. It's like I think that they like kind of dredge thrift stores and stuff like that because you go in there, and it's all like it's Ohio State sweaters and stuff like that, but it's like – the sweater that they sold when they made the Rose Bowl 25 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like Good stuff. Yeah, it's all it's a tasty vintage. Yeah. Which it, one is it? Out of the closet? It's something underground. Oh, it's I have a bitch underground. Yeah. I don't know that one. Yeah. It's like all. It's like a thrift store, but for only like quote unquote cool things. See, there's out of the closet is a really good one that Ben like offers free HIV screening and does a lot of community outreach. But they also comb through the stuff so that you're not yeah. like touching grody clothes. And the clothes are thrift store prices. That's and they are thing. also you, cheaper. Yeah, you run into these vintage shops. 
which is one of the reasons why I'm saying you should do it is because people, people got money kill. to spend on it. Yeah, like like you know, they're buying. I, I mean, like, I did shirts, it for years. They're buying shirts for like thirty or forty bucks. That if you just went and combed through Goodwill and picked them up, it would be. You're, yeah, I mean, eight. you're making like eight, you're, it's spending four dollars or something and making all that rest in profit. Dude, Ohio Thrift still has half price Wednesdays every single month where you can just run through and grab everything you want for half price. They feel picked over more now, though. Like I, for some reason, like I felt really lucky. I found that Doctor Laura board game. Like I never imagined, but I, I mean, there's a lot of those. There's like a lot of gold. Yeah, you just don't see it anywhere. The thing is, you, just, you have to go consistently. Yeah. That's the thing, is that sometimes I would find one thing, sometimes I would find 12 things. So, yeah. And you have to keep going back. They're never picked through because they're always getting new stuff. And somebody took some old Yves St. Laurent belt and, you know, just accidentally threw it in the donate pile. And you can go sell it for $120 online. I Carl Kanai shirt. That's what I, I want a Carl Kanai shirt. I don't know if those, how much those probably aren't going for much these days. What? I think he's still making them. Actually, didn't we look that up? I was trying to get one. They still have one with the metal plate, like a heritage metal plate. Yeah, Carl Kanai shirt. I wear a Carl Kanai about? shirt. You don't See, remember Carl Kanai? Cool is- it was these jeans that they would put like a little a metal plate, like a steel plate that had his signature on it on like the back pocket. They were awesome, and they always had good colors. It was like oranges and greens and yellows, really brightly colored stuff. Mm. But it would just have his signature. It would just say Kanai really big oh, on no. the front. They're selling it at uh, Urban Outfitters now. I okay. knew it was going to come back. I knew it. We should have bought them before. Yep. That sucks. All right. Let's see who's on the line. This is not a vintage chat uh, podcast. This is a very serious, revolutionary podcast, folks. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? Hey, what's up? Not much. How about you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, I'm good. This is Jeff Wood in Texas. What's up, Jeff Wood? What's going on in Texas? Oh, I had a, uh, oh. No, well, you, you just, line. yeah. What, what were you calling for? I'm sorry, I cut oh, you off there. Oh, I had a, uh, oh, no worries, man. I had a story of uh, anarchy at Costco. Okay. Oh, great. That's a great place for it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I uh, got in line at the cafe to get a slice of pizza. And it, when I got there, it was one line going to uh, two registers. Uh, so this uh, agent of chaos behind me suggested uh, we as customers split into two lines at the two registers. Okay. So that was going fine. And then suddenly one of the registers closed, and there were two lines still. So uh, and next person in line at the register that closed was this, like, 60-year-old dad dude, like, New Balance's white calf high uh socks nice like cargo shorts that are above the knee that whole outfit <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> he went excuse me miss are you are you closing is someone else gonna open and this you know harangued like 20 year old at the other register was like i'm, I'm sorry she's on lunch <clears throat> and he just sat there for i don't know a minute and he went excuse me i need someone to take control I need someone to take control. Oh, wow. He needs a leader. I need a hero right now. Yeah. <laughs> that is... But I had my pizza at that point, so... So the line didn't... Mer- you should, here's the thing. The line shouldn't have split. You should stand in one line and take turns going back and forth depending on which register opens up. That's the most egalitarian way to do that situation. That is. I didn't even think about that. I don't mind the splitting into two lines, but the second line was probably just people that was in the back. 
you know, know. Yeah, you don't they know. They kick out the ditch. You got a zipper. No, yeah, you got to do the zipper method. Over by the you got a zipper. Yeah, every yeah. other. Every other. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I had a I had a weird sort of thing like that happen to me. So wait, did so did they, did everybody just get in line again, or you just got your pizza? And I, dipped? I, I did. Yeah, it was. Just, <laughs> there was a lot of anger going on in that line, so I don't know how they worked it out. Please, I need. We need to start a council. A line council. Yeah, Somebody yeah. take control. Can, can I speak to your manager over <laughs> line control? Please tell me where I need to be, ma'am. <laughs> I I had like I went to a, a a Love's truck stop. I like those truck stops. They're okay. They're good. I needed to pick some medicine up real quick on my drive home from stargazing last night. So I get in line. There's nobody at the register. There's nobody in the room except for one other guy, right? And he's getting tornadoes and a fountain drink and, like, a couple other things. So I'm standing at the register to pay, but there's nobody there. But then he gets in line behind me and stands at the register. Because I was just about to be like, I'll just, I'm just going to walk well, out with this yeah. shit. But then there was another guy there kind of policing me in a way. Sure. Like, he didn't say anything. And part of me was like... Maybe if I walk, he'll walk, and then we both just get stuff for free. Yeah, you never know. But I, I was afraid to talk to him. Like, I didn't want to suggest, like, let's just go. Like, what are we doing here? You know? Right, right. <laughs> What's the point? Who's so, going to stop us? Anarchy works. I'm telling you. Anarchy works. That's anarchy. <laughs> it's like the honor system. Like, we will pressure each other into being decent. That's true. You know? <laughs> Because I was ready to grab some Reese's cups and some other stuff and just take a walk. And then the woman did come out. She probably would have gotten in trouble sure. if we would have done that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if we would have just maybe walked. Maybe not. They're probably not checking the oh, cameras. Oh, no, they don't check them. We're, we've learned that now, that they don't check the cameras. But True. if they did check the cameras, you know, by any chance, she would have lost her job. But it worked out. You know, in the end, everybody got their pizzas, right? He doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he knows. They all got their pizzas. That's the happy ending to the story. That's how anarchy will work. If we sh- toss the shackles of hierarchy off, everybody will get their pizza. I promise. Okay? Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to you guys touring if, uh, once that gets sorted. So. Hell yeah. We just got back. We're working on it. <laughs> it's scary to think about touring right now. you got to give us a couple weeks before we start getting serious oh, yeah, yeah, about no it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling, Jeff Wood. All right. That's nice a good story. That's a good – I like to hear, like, positive stories. How is that positive? Sound like someone got screwed. Who got pe- screwed? The guy that was waiting in a line, and then he didn't get his pizza. He's going to live, dude. He's – fine now and but shouldn't the other person pizza. like can't you shouldn't there's two lines of like shuffled like cards together i agree hey i agree that zipper is the right way to do everything but we live in a crummy society uh-huh. where everybody thinks they're being screwed a hundred percent of the time true and zipper they are. is yes but zipper they think they're getting screwed by each other sure you know what i mean like we're well, all screwing each actively. other we're getting screwed but by other people you know and that, like, the reason zipper method and traffic doesn't work is because once that car passes you to get over in the front, you're going to be like, oh, so what they had to do was more important than what I had to do, I guess. Even though it's more efficient, 
it's just not realistic in this world that we live in. Zipper method is not. I'm forcing zippers on everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm a strong zipper. Proponent. I go right up to the front. I'm like, excuse me, we're going to start mashing us together now. I'm first. I think, <laughs> I think they should make zipper signs and put them up on they the highway. Should. They should. The on-ramps and the off-ramps. It's currently frowned upon. People will get it. It's, yeah. it's frowned upon now. It's it is. wrong. Like everybody that when you zipper, you're just automatically considered a piece of shit. So, well, I'm fine with that. Actually, I don't let other people define my self-worth. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who's on the phone here. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, you just catch a yeah. football or something? <laughs> Someone throw the no, phone to you? Pulling the, pulling the headphones out. It's Wrath uh, of Mandrillo calling in from Dallas. Hey, how's it going, buddy? It's going all right. I uh, hope you're all having a lovely, relaxing evening. Yes. I'm up here uh, burning the uh, midnight oil again for a deadline. Not getting paid overtime as per usual. That's awful. How often is that happening? Yeah. Well, it's it's every couple months. Um, but uh, I've got a nice little scheme running that uh, I typically take a vacation right after the deadline and uh, just roll some of that overtime into my uh, what would be my paid time off. Oh, okay. So I'll, okay. Be, uh, <laughs> I'll just. Uh, uh, you know, charge it to the project because they should be paying for it anyway. It's a good um, system. Makes sense. You need a recovery time. You need a recovery time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I didn't have uh, much specific to talk about today other than um, if y'all were interested in like being pissed off about the, uh, the bullshit that popped off in Dallas a couple weeks back with the uh, – the police woman shooting this fucking guy in his own damn apartment. Yeah, we were actually on the road when that happened, so we didn't really even talk much about it. But we were, honestly, and this is no bullshit, Brett and I talked about it a lot when we were traveling, though. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. I mean, more stuff kept coming out. And even now, I mean, now that this, like, this marijuana stuff and search warrants and all that is just, like, making it ten times worse. It's just a bigger tragedy. They just keep, like, making it worse. Yeah, uh, yeah Rath, let me ask you this: Is like, uh, it, are, are, what is like the average people? Like, what are people saying? Like, are they defending the police? Like, there can't be too many defenders of this one, right? I mean, it depends on who you ask. Like, if it if you were to just open up the the Dallas Morning News or all of the major um, journalistic outlets, it's all just being stenographers for every for all the um for all the police agencies i mean they're basically they're they're passing off everything that the the dallas police department um says just as fact nobody's really pushing back it's just there's like a couple of smaller outlets that are actually challenging it um one of the one of the one of the better guys who's keeping an eye on it is um, Barrett Brown, um, who was... Uh, who was that was again? A, you, the phone cut out, like, right when you said his name. Uh, Barrett Brown. Um, he, was a, he was a journalist who, um, who got uh, slammed by the fucking feds um, 
a couple of years back for um, reporting on a uh, reporting on some like uh, scheme that um, the old internet anonymous group was running on uh, on like this uh, private private contractor intelligence agency, and he shared a he shared a like a hyperlink that in that included a uh, like a link to a bunch of credit cards that this uh, this firm was using, and the feds went after him and put him in. Uh, they uh, they I mean it's the same like it's like all the same shit for uh, uh, whenever uh, people get uh, people or whistleblowers get uh, um, charged by by the feds. They just piled on a like 12 years of charges on him um i think he only served four or five but um he was doing dispatches from prison and um he i the the feds are still fucking with him to this day but he's he's not afraid to like hold the hold the local um news outlets to account and it seems like he's pissing off um people and then um, at the Dallas Morning News, so uh, solidarity to Barrett. Yeah. How about, he keeps, uh, what about with, like, coworkers and stuff, though, or just around town? I mean, the, it's again, it's like it all depends on who you're talking to. I honestly haven't even talked to my parents about it. They're typically my bellwether for, like, the, uh, for the normie <laughs> feeling. Sure. Um, and I've been – so fucking busy this last this last uh, week and a half or so. I haven't really had the chance to to talk to people about it. Yeah, it's wild. Um, like this sort this of thing. Terrible. The, it, this is like the worst story I can think of. Yeah, it's so obvious. It's crazy. They're smearing the the guy too. Yeah, and that's what's really sad. It's very like, nakedly, and there's. I mean, there's. It's just so sad that everybody is still just trained to respond with. Oh wow! Well, he did have drugs in his household. Like that. Oh, like I, that adds I, something. I guess he deserves to die. Then what's the fucking point? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make a lick of sense, but it does to people that have been trained by what the world, the way that things go. Right. The what we expect from these these things is that we're going to find out why this. They're going to justify it. You know. Yeah, they're and it's something that honestly, like, try to justify it. It know? seems like it's. Here's the thing. It seems like you could take, give them the benefit of the doubt. Or that being that she's a cop, that the judge and the jury and everybody and the prosecutor are going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Because she's a cop. And they just do that. You know, she's going to get very charitable in this case. So there is no real reason to smear this guy. Right? Like, why? Why? Why do it? it? They don't have to justify it. It is, I guess, an honest mistake, but it's an honest mistake that she murdered somebody and she has to face the consequences that other people who murder people get. You know, she wasn't even on the fucking It's such a great anyway. distillation of the... It's it's just such a great distillation of the, like, the the completely unequal treatment of um, of police and citizens under under the law. I mean... If you we want to talk about the the lofty ideals of the rule of law and not rule of men, but fucking the the two tier justice system. I mean, that's just for cops and 
like white civilians, don't even not even talking about cops and black civilians. Um, but it's such a such a raw distillation that she you, you she shoots someone, they die, and she's not even arrested for three days. Yeah, right. And and yeah. Sorry, go oh, ahead. Yeah, sorry. Well, I just it doesn't say. <laughs> I know that, like, this even comes off as, like, defending or whatever. It doesn't... She could very possibly have fucked up. But, like, if Brett did what she did, he'd be in jail. And he would be ready to go oh, yeah. to prison. But, and, but in, and according to every meme that I see online, if I think somebody is in my home, I have the right to turn him into Swiss cheese, right? Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what the badge or any of that. But if I did that, it would not be the same. No, nobody gets that privilege except for cops who act like the whole world is constantly coming after them. But the fact is, us not liking them is such a small little piece of that job where everybody loves them and they get away with actual murder oftentimes. I don't buy. I don't understand how any of this works. I don't understand how she got into the place. Drunk. I mean, but she was. Yeah. I. We have all known people who have walked into the wrong apartment. Yeah. That's true. I've known a hundred people who have walked into the wrong apartment. But this says something about how the police feel that they get to deal with things. Like she walked into the apartment and. It seemed like she was like excited to sort of shoot some because you would. They have like a whole bunch of steps between shooting somebody, no matter what the situation should be. Like if she walks into this house and there's a person in there and she has a gun and she's pointing a gun at a person, then maybe let it play out. For they a never few. do. Yeah, I, I know mean, that they don't have to. No, right? That's because, all. Yeah, that's all movie to. fantasy that we're supposed to think that's what's guiding their hand, but. It's all like fear and protection from the the union. They're professionals. They're, and they're... before you, before you even get to like to that point of the that actual interaction, like the the police department and the fucking Texas Rangers in between public statements and leaks that go to the to the uh, bootlicking media to the fucking arrest affidavit for this woman. That, like there's two or three distinct stories that are all being pushed out by the police about what went down. So we have no like don't even fucking know what the interaction was like. That's just a, adding to the like just immense amounts of frustration. Right, and and the thing we're saying too is they're like, oh well, the police department isn't investigating it now. The Texas Rangers are investigating it, but like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, they're cops. They're all cops. And they all take care of each other. It is a gang. They take care of each other the same way I would take care of Brett. They take care of each other the same way that you would take care of somebody that you care about or somebody that you're associated with. I would take care of anybody that's, like, involved with this show. You know, we always we do the the fundraising things and stuff like that and and like one coming soon yeah maybe. coming soon so just hold on uh but when people are in trouble like you rally around them but the difference between me rallying around somebody and the police rallying around somebody is that they have all of the power they like they have all the power and they always win you know i i, I don't have a lot of faith that i think she might do some time 
But I don't have faith that she does. I have five years, maybe, I would say. Five years. We'll see. I don't know. Um, I don't, I, uh, they did just sentence that, that uh, there was a guy in Texas that shot a teenager that was leaving a party. I read, I read about that, yeah. Yeah, and they gave them 15 years, right, I think is what it was, or 12 years, something like that. And that um, was suburban Dallas. That was suburban Dallas, yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I hope something bad happens to a cop, of course, and something bad like that happens to a cop, like goes to jail. Fine. Who cares? Well, I mean, the, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, this is, a, that is some sort of hope that maybe something could come from this, but uh, the whole thing and the way they conduct themselves just indicates why there shouldn't, they shouldn't be in charge. These people can't be trusted with the power because of the way that they treat the citizens that they're supposed to be protecting and serving. They're not doing this guy any justice. Botham Jean is his name. Rest in peace. He, uh, they're not doing him any justice by trying to slander him to, so that some cops fuck up you know, uh, doesn't make them look bad. You such know? a cop thing to do weed, make it weed, too. You know what I mean? It's such a, like, they didn't find, they found weed? Like, nobody cares about people doing weed. That yeah. doesn't make you a bad person. Right. Like, but yeah, to that them, that's what they think, you know? That's what's, that's what's so gross, so, so indicative, is that that's, they're using that as some way to slander him when, like, every motherfucking suburban family is on gummies when they go to the drive-in, you know? Yeah. That exactly, exactly. I'm looking for songs to play during the break because the phone's picked up. So, I'm uh, we, we can take one more and then take a break and then take the rest of these calls. I think. Did Mangelo hang up? Mangelo, you here? He hung up on us. Wow. Before That's we a could first. tell him, we, we got... appreciate him. He hung up. I like that. Though. He I gets like around. To hang up. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, fuck y'all, whatever. I knew what you were gonna say, anyways. I'm dying. I just was teeing you up to talk about this horrible thing. I, I do. I like. I mean, like, I know a hundred people. I'm like everybody I know has walked into the wrong house. Sure, trash. It has happened to it's me too. Never. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. It's, but, and it's in Dallas when I lived in groups with uh, like sixteen apartments all together. And someone just, you know, missed the wrong door, you know? Yeah. Craw- crawled their way to the wrong door. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, they don't shoot anybody. No. You know? No, and they're in, uh, this, I mean, this is the problem with, with all of it, is that they they pull that weapon way too much, and there's no reason. They're, I mean, they're too jumpy with those fucking things. They, they don't they, need They can't be weapons. trusted with them. They don't need them. They shouldn't have them, and they if don't If somebody need was in your house, you should fucking run like everybody else. Just get the fuck out of there. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Somebody's in your house with a goddamn gun. Go away as yeah. fast as you fucking can. We'll call the gun police, and they'll come and handle it. Like, we'll have gun people, right? Right. Like, you can run back and grab a gun and go and shoot the guy or whatever like that. <laughs> right, or... go get in a gunfight. Yeah. But... Oh, I got to shoot a gun today. Really? have been practicing. You, you all, all, the, all you lefties out there should do it. It rattles you. You need to do it. You need to be to know what it's like to have that power. I've shot a few guns. I'm just saying. In really irresponsible way. Re up. <laughs> yeah. We were blasting a chair apart. Real country shit. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, better day than me. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't so bad. All right, let's see who's on the phone here next. I made a terrific eggplant parmesan. Today. Hello. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love to try it. Hello? Hello. Hey, how's it going? We're trying to talk hey, about eggplant you, parmesan, you dude. Yes. What up? Not um, much. What's up? This is Jay in this is Jay in Seattle. What's up, Jay? How are you doing tonight? Hey, we're planning on coming um, soon. I'm uh, convincing my wife. Oh yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm calling to talk about my time in the legal weed industry. 
Great. Oh, my God. Brett's been doing a joke on the latest tour. Brett was doing jokes about working in the lead industry. No, the weed yeah, industry. Well, oh, I thought you said leads. I'm, like legal no, leads. Not insurance leads, no. Yeah, no. Okay. Like can, uh, cannabis. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm calling. Yeah, I'm calling to tell you that it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> oh, I bet. The breweries but, aren't um, any better. The, yeah, I mean, like, basically, sort of like small business tyrant story. Um, I worked at this one. Uh, Company and it was, it was sort of like uh, I'm not gonna name I don't know I don't, I don't know if I'll name names or not. All right. But it's sort of like to. the 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 uh, Yelp of cannabis, I guess is the best way of putting it. Like no, you I, can, okay, so leafly. Um, yeah, <laughs> perhaps. Uh, maybe that place. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like I was working there as an intern, and it was just sort of eye-opening to see how many people were just straight up in this shit just for the money um like yeah makes the world go they around. had a bunch of people yeah they had a bunch of people working there who were like pretty cool stonery people who like cared about like uh, diversity and like inclusion and like you know like justice surrounding like uh cannabis and shit like that um but the rest of the people like all the people who ran it were just all um just like ex amazon ex microsoft people who were ju- just in it for all of the money that was business people yeah they wanted to be able to legally sell drugs and be ruthless as, yeah as the fucking cartel you know and he, yeah yeah they made a good point when on this call it's like i bet a lot of people that actually are there are probably a high level a high amount of people that are in it for like Oh, medical stuff. Helping change helping, people's lives. Yeah. Helping to help people and sure. stuff like that. Yeah, but there, all the people running are, it are scum, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that, too. Um, but, yeah, they're, like a lot of the people involved are just like all about – it's called the Green Rush, I guess. And they're just like a bunch of white dudes who are just like, you know, if this was anything else, if this was like – if, you know, Bitcoin, which they're, they were still looking into – um, you know, they'd be all about it, which I'm sure, sure they still are because they just want a fuck ton of money. Um, and so we'd have all these ridiculous meetings with all these dumb platitudes where they're like, like, the whole is greater than the sum of all of our parts or whatever. And there was this huge disconnect between the people who, like, were in the C-level executives and all the people who were doing, like, the cool, like, videos or writing or shit like that. But um, anyway, what happened was is I ended up uh, leaving that uh, company because my I didn't get offered a job after my internship, which kind of sucked. But I found out that they hired a new CEO because they were looking for a new CEO, and basically just like got rid of pretty much everyone except for a bunch of coders, and just like got rid of all the people that like made the company you know like somewhat cool or somewhat like cannabis aware or relevant, uh, and. Um, Apparently, the CEO they hired had a history of liking alt-right tweets. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. So, like, it's just like, you know. Well, I got to say, man. Total. Yeah. I got to say, um, last year we went to the Electric Canna Carnival, which was this marijuana festival in Michigan. And mm-hmm. we did buy a bunch of weed illegally. Like, we should have had a doctor's note and all of this stuff. But we had artists. Sure. We yeah. had an artist pass. So, we were still able mm-hmm. to go. 
And we talked. So they had basically in in Michigan. I don't. It's changed recently. But what they had before was a system where they made selling weed legal, but they set up no system to get people registered to like sell it, grow it, do all that stuff. And after a few years, people just started doing it on their own. And all of a sudden, these little stores popped up with the green. Uh, you know, cross on it, and mm-hmm. folks started yeah. do- buying it, and nobody stepped in, and no police officer stopped, and uh, like busted it, and no one in- inter- interrupted. And I had to say, the people that I met were that were business owners there that were making products like weed infused Hennessy and Kool Aids and mm-hmm. tinctures and yeah. everything under the sun. These were all folks that like had they didn't have a dime to their name before weed, you know, like they, oh, sure. they were yeah. people that, you know, one lady said, I, you know, I barely graduated from high school and I never thought I would own a business mm-hmm. in my life. So it really did yeah. offer a lot of opportunity for people that, you know, were already using weed every single day when it was illegal mm-hmm. and yeah. aren't jumping yeah. into it just because you can make a whole bunch of money off of it now. Yeah, no, I'm for sure. And, and there are plenty of people like that. And it, was, it was kind of funny seeing these, like, Microsoft, ex-Microsoft people, like, working with, like, uh, products called, like, you know, like, Vape Dragon or something like that when they were, like, working at, um, you know, way more, like, straight-laced situation. But after, a little bit after that, I ended up working for a different dispensary where um, they were actually wanting to expand into Ohio and Michigan and California. Um and um you guys hear me yeah i can hear you sorry and like uh what happened was it was sort of my first experience with like a small business tyrant because the guy who ran the dispensary like first of all they hired me and they said they couldn't give me um any benefits or anything like that or they couldn't pay for uh this thing called an orca card which is a card that gets you to and from like on the seattle metro system okay and so you know, I was like, okay, I guess it's sort of a startup, like, they can't... And they were paying me in cash, too, because it was a cannabis company, and they paid everyone in cash. Okay. But um, I started following one of the dudes that worked there. I started following their Instagram, and, um, like, he's, like, sort of, like, a upper-level executive, kind of, or, like, friends with the CEO, and they go to Vegas for this one weekend. And so this guy is just updating his Instagram story about their trip to Las Vegas and like throughout the whole, I can see everything that's happening and in it, like I can see the CEO like gambling with like wads of cash in his hand. I can see them eating, eating dumplings with literal plates of gold on them, little flecks of gold on the dumplings at this, you know, these fucking shishi meetings they're having with, you know, these other uh, white dudes that are just going to fucking, you know, own the next, you know, cannabis fucking, you know, cannabis credit card venture or whatever. And I'm like, you, you said that you can't pay for my metro system hey, you know, we, when we gotta, I'm literally watching you, like, we got to tighten our belts, man. Gold on them. Yeah. Yeah, it, this thing doesn't was, run unless I have my gambling money, you we, know? We need to stay flexible. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like watching him, like, like, and there's one part where, in the story where, like, they're watching a street musician, and he, like, reaches into his pocket and pulls out, like, a wad of cash to give to the fucking street musician. Like, um... Wow. Anyway, that that job didn't end up working out, but, um... Dude, if you guys crazy. are coming back... Yeah, it's so, like, basically, you know, people have a word for these guys. They're called, like, cannabis colonists or something like that you know just a bunch of white dudes who like 
Colonialist, yeah, excuse me, yeah, sorry, like a bunch of, you know, all these black dudes are in jail, or like that guy you said in Dallas is getting smeared for having a bunch of weed after getting fucking murdered by the police in yeah. his own, you know, house. Like, weed is legal here, and it's really cool, but, um, like, the last example I'll give, there's, um, on 23rd and Union in Seattle, it's a neighborhood I went to high school, and it was called the Central District, and it's, it was, like, um, a really big black neighborhood, and it's getting gentrified to hell right now. Um, and uh, one of the main gentrifiers is a weed store, right on 23rd and Union, yeah. um, which used to be one of the most one of the most dangerous neighbor uh, corners in Seattle, I guess. But like, a lot of people were selling weed there, just like on the street. And now there's a huge place called Uncle Ike's. It's this gigantic weed store with a glass store next to it, and they bought out the whole corner and a gas station. This is a weed store that owns, or sorry, not a gas station, a, a drive-through car wash. Oh, this, wow. Uh, that's grody. owns it. And the parents, that's kind of like some, that's the, weird. That's like, uh, that's like those yeah. fried chicken and 40 upscale restaurants. Because sure. car, wash yeah. is a, I mean, car wash is a famous way to launder drug money. They made a good movie about <laughs> it. Yeah, I guess. And uh, <laughs> like, the, the dude's name is Uncle Ike, or Ike, something but he, i mean like his straight like the the chain of stores is called uncle ike's and apparently he he put the store in the central district to sort of like rid it of black people like he's known for oh, being like God. a pretty openly racist Jesus. dude so and you know and, like there are there are people like black people who live in the central district who'd be like yeah my you know relative is in jail for selling weed on that corner when it was illegal and now people are quite literally selling weed on that corner it's just in a big nice dispensary oh, God, um so yeah i mean if, if you come out if you come out i mean there are ton, tons of other awesome like small dispensaries like right across the street is a little place called ponder which is an awesome little like mom and pop dispensary um but yeah i just wanted to bitch about that and yeah, you guys they, are an awesome show to do that on, it sucks so, yeah. man you always think that weed is going to make people like feel more correct connected with everybody and like the brotherhood yeah. and sisterhood and non-binary mm-hmm. of like living together and to you know love life and all of that but it really makes just some of them extra red hot racist yeah 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 and like it was you know i was you know in high school like when we were smoking weed we we're like you know one day this will probably be legal man there's probably going to be like drive-throughs or whatever and like it's come to that point and it's been pretty cool and like my my like my dad like one time I went out to go buy some weed and my dad was like, why don't you smoke the weed we had? Like I bought already here. Like, like it was like a gar- carton of milk or something. That's um, awesome. But like, yeah, it's, it's pretty chill, but like, it's, it's kind of just a bummer knowing about like seeing this other side of it and knowing that there's like this huge, you know, sort of social justice or, you know, criminal justice side that's totally overlooked by these people. So yeah, but uh, yeah, Seattle is still someplace to visit if you're coming. Yeah, we'll be there. Um, I'm the like I said, we're gunning for we're gonna fly out on like Christmas, so we're probably gonna do a show on like twenty mm-hmm. sixth, twenty seventh, maybe probably the twenty seventh in uh, Seattle. Uh, yeah. So I think okay. I definitely want to make it happen. So we're shooting for it. Mm-hmm. And we cool. also I'm gonna talk to Please. Taco Cat because hopefully they'll be there and they'll hang out with us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Taco Wait, Cat's what? pretty cool. We yeah. love them, huh? Taco Cat the band. You, you like you like talk to them you know them yeah yeah they invited me out they invited both of us out to their show when they played in Columbus I got to talk to them That's tight. Uh, their uh, guitarist is a really big Street Fight fan and they roasted him about it on stage 
Like they were literally like, <laughs> they were. He said uh, he was on stage and he said, "Who listens to WCRS?" And they were they were like, "Oh my God, are you talking about that show you listen to?" And he's like, "Are they here in the crowd right now?" And they're like, "Welcome, Brett Payne from Street Fight." And I got a I got a round of applause at the Taco Cat show. That's I didn't dope. go that night. It was fucking worth it. It was a good show. I loved it. All right, That's thanks right. for calling, yeah, man. I appreciate pretty cool it. Seattle band. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. We will. All right, I, I need just one second. You can do your. I need whatever. a second too. I'm trying to switch some stuff over here. Thank you for listening to the show, though. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio. We do this every single Sunday at about 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when we start it up. Uh, you can call in 614-412-5252 is the number. It's the same number every single week. It's not like a Google Voice Hangout or any of that shit. Um, we are on the Pacifica Radio Network, broadcasting from the uh, Free Press Studios here in Columbus, Ohio, on our flat earth, the Arawak City. Um, we will return after this break if Brian can get things together, but maybe he can't. I'm not sure. Um, we are going to be at the Brake Light Clinic for the DSA in Columbus. So if you're listening right now, be there this Friday. It's going down September 21st. I hope that's the right day. So uh, Is that right? It is, Friday, September 21st. So we're going to play some Vaporwave so that we don't have to turn the sound off on the, uh, on the Twitch stream. They can listen to some Vaporwave, and we'll be right back. I like that album. All right.
live on Facebook and Twitch, Twitch, twitch.tv slash streetfightradio, facebook.com slash streetfightwcrs. We also have a very exclusive 
Facebook group, you got to ask for permission to get in. And we have some very tough cops uh, that patrol the group that will not let you in if you're on some bullshit. So answer the questions, answer them the right way. The earth is flat. The worst color for shirts is yellow. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio. We're taking calls. You ready to get into this? Let's get these calls out. Let's 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 let the people have their voice. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Oh no! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Hey, now we got you. What's up? You talking to Mitch? Hey, Mitch. How's it going? Oh, it's going. Uh, it's going pretty good. Pretty, pretty drunk, but pretty good, you know. All right. Well, what you drinking? <laughs> uh, drinking, drinking a couple bottles of wine. Oh, but very yeah. fancy. Well, you, <laughs> Brett's here, like very fancy. All he drinks is wine now. I actually, I did the, when I did the show in Iowa. Uh, I was just drinking wine because it was like two dollars a glass. But then afterwards, um, Iowa, Iowa Amanda, stand, I stand with Amanda. She's like, are you drinking wine? I was like, well, not anymore the way that you fucking <laughs> asked that question. Yeah, he's a fancy wine drinker. He's like Danzig or like yeah. Peter Steele drink, drinking wine up there. I'm like, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, i got to say, I'm, uh, I'm probably a little bit uh, less classy than you guys. I mean, uh, two bottles, or I, I guess two, two, bucks a, two bucks a glass is a little bit less than three bucks a bottle, so... Three buck Chuck, yeah. right? Is that the three buck three Chuck? Three buck Chuck. Charles Shaw. Yeah. It's not two anymore. Yeah, it's three now. Yeah, I'm things are going up. Rest yeah. in peace. Well, what's going on tonight, uh, Mitch? Uh, uh, not not much really. Uh, it's just sad that I missed that I missed you guys in uh, in Des Moines, really. To be honest. Oh really? Yeah, it was a fun show. Yeah. Des Moines is a very small place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up in Iowa City, so it's uh. It's like, I don't know, three times as small or something. So really? It's fucking shit. But. but, like, you know, here's the thing. After we did Des Moines, I ha- every single person I talked to were like, you should have done Iowa City. And every <laughs> single person said that. I don't think people yeah. just think you should have done the city that they came from or lived in. You know what well, I, mean? I mean? Like, that's a lot of the thing. Because that that's how yeah. I am, too. I'm like, people come through Columbus. I'm like, you should have done it. Or Cleveland. I'm like, you should have done Columbus. But I'm really only saying that because then I don't have to drive two and a half hours to get to you. I did want to talk to you guys real quick. I, I listened to, like, an episode, like, a couple a couple episodes ago. Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of new, like, probably, like, two or three months backlog for me. Uh, oh, like recently, right. but I want to talk to Thanks you guys about here. like the addiction sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, just like in terms of uh, like mandatory addiction rehab and like cops pulling you over and and that sort of shit. Okay, yeah. What's been your experience? Well, like I, uh, I ended up fucking like having a horrible time and like basically pretty much like falling in a river and not realizing it and like getting in a hospital. Off, a, off some like, drugs? No, no, no. Just like fucking drinking with some homeless people. To okay. Be honest. Okay. So like, I got in the hospital and didn't realize, you know, like realize, like what what really happened, and like got sort of admitted to like this sort of, uh, I guess like a, a rehab program in the hospital, <clears throat> and like while I was in it, it was like ten or twelve people basically. And, like, two or three of the people that were in there were in there for fucking, like, getting pulled over by cops. 
while they were high on like marijuana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, Jesus. They send and they had to fucking marijuana. go to rehab. Yeah, they send a lot of marijuana people to rehab for some reason, and it's such a weird. It thing. was total bullshit. Yeah, well, yeah like, they, they had that hanging over my head. I mean, in Virginia, they were could have totally done like mandatory classes every single week and getting drug tested every single week. And like, you know, yeah. to, so that can turn my life around so I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't end up where I am. I guess I always wonder, like, what, why, what that means to the people that are there because they really need help. Like, that has to be harmful for them to see all these people in there that aren't taking it seriously because they probably don't really need to. They got pulled over and just found at a time in their life when they were stoned and now they have to deal with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were, there were like, three, probably at least three people in there that were, like, hardcore heroin addicts since they were, like, 16 for, like, the past 15 years. It's like, I can't imagine what it's like for you to, like, look over at this dude that doesn't take it seriously and, like, doesn't show up at anything. And yeah. doesn't care. And not the same pro- – like, you're not the same – there's not the same group of people that we have here. There's, they, there's different uh, needs for these groups here, you know? They can't just, yeah. like, herd them all together – and make them sign a pledge and do a packet. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous to think that you could you could group everybody that was like rounded up in some sort of drug offense into one one major group and have them all talk about how they felt about how anything was affecting them. Like I don't know. That was stupid. That's frustrating. And forcing yeah. people to go to rehab just seems so counter counterproductive it seems so pointless to me because then if they do need to go to rehab later they might they might just decide that it's pointless and it doesn't mean anything because they were there for no reason so then when they really need it they're not going to want to go or not less likely to go and things like that it's just very yeah that's very that's a very sensible line of thought i could see being forced into it and then later being like i don't want to fucking go there i know exactly what they're going to do to me you know yep yeah Oh, yeah. I mean, it, w- it was basically like, go to jail or go to rehab. Yeah. Pick and one. That's Everybody's going to pick rehab. Actually, I know a lot of people who have picked jail because it was a short amount of time. Yeah. My friend's yeah. dad did it. Well, <laughs> Brian's going to barf. Sorry. I didn't know what to say because <laughs> he just said that to me. <laughs> and I panicked and just repeated what he mouthed at me. Um so <laughs> hold it down sorry for me, about folks. That. I'm gonna go take care of myself. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, Brian, I'm gonna maybe I'll go in through the archives and I'll try to look for it. But Brian has gone into some of this. We've done uh, some of this on the show because we do know a lot of people uh, in our friend groups that have passed because of addiction, and uh, they were forced to go through different programs at times in their lives, and it's you know it ultimately didn't end up working and. The system we have is so evidently broken, and it's even more maddening because the people that are victim that are subjected to it know that up front. You know that like there's this isn't going to be my way, my path to bettering my life by getting screamed at or you know looked down by these people and and you know agreeing to never do a substance ever again in my life. You know. Yeah, it's definitely sort of a sort of a shame culture, and I certainly listened to like one of those episodes recently, so. I can definitely like get on board with 
what you guys are saying. Well, for thanks, sure. man. We appreciate it. I mean, we believe so, in harm, yeah, for sure. harm reduction and all of that. And, uh, yeah. Every if it just makes things so much easier. They aren't they aren't they, they get no results by running things like this. They they're not winning this war at all by punishing people or throwing in them in jail or uh forcing them to go through any sort of treatment programs. It's just not getting results. And everybody involved knows it. Yep. But, sorry, thanks. <laughs> we got more calls to take. Nah. I'm getting I just get all hot yeah, and angry yeah. and then I don't know what to say. Brian usually adds some levity. Calls, <laughs> we appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Uh, feel free to call back. Thanks for your time. I say yeah, thanks, Brian. Thanks a million times. All right. Well, I don't know what Brian is doing. He is, uh, you know, probably never going to figure this Kratom thing out ever, probably. It's the way I think. I started taking it with a big glass of uh, grapefruit juice. Yeah, that's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, because I... Two teaspoons is kind of the most I can handle. Uh, if I do more than that, I just feel hungover. Okay. Like, I feel, like, dry mouth and my head hurts and my stomach hurts and stuff. But I remember um, I remember that vaguely from doing drugs in high school. Something with grapefruit, there's, like, enzymes in your liver. Yeah. And it, it, it uh, you metabolize less of it or you metabolize it more slowly. So I kind of have the buzz of a bigger dose without the stomach ache of a bigger dose. Yeah, it's potentiator i think yeah something like that um i've been making the tea which is great because like you sip you sip and sip until you're good and then you just stop and you don't have you're not like just throwing some down the the hatch and yeah writing it out you know uh let's see who's on the line next here we got two more people to go this is the brett and josh show thanks for calling in folks who are we talking to hey guys what's up it's adam how's it going adam not too bad. Okay. Uh, okay. Just sitting around at my parents' house in uh, in Charlotte. Doing what? Listen to the show. Um. Yeah, I listen to the show. Uh, doing a little reading, doing a little scrolling. Mm. Uh, watching Star Trek. Oh, really? I think Enterprise was on. Okay. Not very good. I've never, I never could get Star Trek to stick with me. I, maybe someday, but I just. The stuff that I when I hear people talk about it and they have these really engaged, amazing conversations, and then when I watch it, it just goes over mm-hmm. my head. I think I might be too much sure, of a simpleton. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I've only recently gotten into it, um, and uh, the next generation is pretty pretty accessible for me. Okay. Um, the original one, of course, is uh, pretty unwatchable. Uh, but yeah, cool. So, what, uh, Brian, what, doing all right. I think Brian's okay. He's going to get it together. Um, he, yeah. he really is knows how to rally. Uh, so what what you calling in nice. for? What you got a story or um, something? I don't really have a specific thing to, to talk about tonight. Um, I've been in North Carolina, you know, monitoring the storm. Um, like as, a, as your job or like, like amateur? Oh, no, no, no. Just as a, as a civilian. Nice. Yeah. What kind of um, equipment are you using? The uh, Weather Channel application Ooh. on the iPhone. Advanced technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. The AccuWeather one's better, but <laughs> oh, Weather wow. Channel will work. We have scientific debate on this show. So your storm the chasing? The AccuWeather one works. Chasing? What's he's, going on? He's watching the storm. <laughs> That's cool. Did you, did you, like, chase it around or just checking it out? You should... 
No, I was. I'm not even doing that right now. I was. Uh, I was just saying. I was checking on that earlier today, just because um, I was prevented actually from going back home to Raleigh where I live uh, because it looks like Central North Carolina is kind of flooding. Damn it. Um, a little bit. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not great right now. Uh, Duplin County, of course, um, with all the all the livestock there are uh, drowning and spreading a lot of pollution. I think there's a coal ash pond in uh, near Wilmington that's flooding. I heard about the coal ash and uh, the pig shit. Uh huh. Getting uh-huh. out of the water. Go vegan. Yeah. Stop it. You stop that right now. Um. Yeah, that's What's that's awful, on? man. That sucks. Solidarity. Uh, I don't. I just. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, it's probably going to take a lot of fucking work. You notice how they're not mm-hmm. doing all that raised money Houston for this still. one, too? Like, it happens so much now that, like, we're not going to get a TV special about raising money for this hurricane like we did for, like, you know, a few other hurricanes. All the Bandier celebrities Maria. would get together and do a bunch of stuff and raise a bunch of money. But it doesn't seem like anybody's even, like, asking for donations or anything. Well, there was. Did everybody? Yeah, did anybody think, see that uh, charming story? Story about the uh, police getting called off from the looters? No. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. At a Dollar Tree. Yeah, do- oh, it's a Dollar Tree. Even though they said that, though, I guess the last tweet I saw was that they were going to identify the looters anyway and prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. Yeah. Even though the store oh, said, "Oh, just do it. Just do it later on. Not not jam them up while they're there." Even though okay. the store said to leave them alone. Nice the owners, yeah. not yeah, the owners of Family Dollar said, "Don't no 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 no, don't arrest those people." And they went ahead and arrested five mm-hmm. of them. Of course, of course, they love arresting people, dude. That makes money for them. Yeah, they just love, love, love arresting people. I also saw and that you they can weren't going to in jail. I also saw that they were not going to transport prisoners in the prison. They were just going to let them stay there. And like, that's what is right. That, that was a huge of, problem in Katrina. What kind of way is that to treat people, man? A bunch oh. of them died in Katrina. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, those prisons they did, are yeah. In I mean, bad they treat shape. them just like those fucking livestock. Excuse me. Yeah, those, those prisons are in bad shape too. I mean, that's probably pretty it's dangerous abysmal. out there. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on it and and see what's going on. We'll we'll storm team street fight. We'll keep an eye on this thing. Yeah, and if there's any- yeah, we've got a uh, we've got a southeast street fight group now. Um, if anybody wants to join on Facebook, oh, Southeast North Carolina, well, Southeast, um, no, United just uh, just street street fight Southeast, yeah. So uh, okay. if anybody if anybody from that area wants to join or um, Ooh, I want to nearby, join. I want to join. I want to come yeah. down and eat all your good food. I want to go to a <laughs> yeah. Cookout. You guys should come down. Some uh, cheer wine. We should. It's a moonshine. Definitely some cheer wine, some cookout. Yeah. Um, you guys, you know my buddy Saul. He's, uh, he just moved back to Texas. Okay. I don't He's know. called in a few times. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's um, cool. We'll get in the group there. Very good. Yeah, I'll invite you guys on the – I'm on the Street Fight group as well. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in. All right. And, and we'll, 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 keep, right, boys. we'll keep paying attention to it. Yeah, peace. Yeah, I mean, Houston is still yeah. – I saw uh, I saw Spoka was still raising money for Houston, like – three weeks ago so there's going to be a lot of uh, time and money and effort to mutual aid necessary to get that thing rolling yeah because the state's not going to do anything about it we need uh, people's revolutionary police to arrest the cops that arrested the people that uh were stealing from the dollar general despite you know the owner's wishes so 
I like that idea of just installing a people's revolutionary police wherever a hurricane happens. Like justice. Now we're going to do justice. Did you see the story about the water bottles in Puerto Rico? No. There, somebody, there was this aerial shot of uh, just thousands and thousands and thousands of pallets of uh, just bottled water sitting on the end of this runway in Puerto Rico. That just nobody distributed Never got it. Anywhere. Like nobody, yeah. They just contractually dropped it off and I, had no way to get it. All I saw were the pictures and then some stock quote from uh, someone from FEMA. But yeah, it was pretty oh, that's jarring. Atrocious. That all that stuff got we there. We can do right? so much better. I, and it's like it's crazy because all of us are tied into the same contract. Why are we proud to be Americans when this is the treatment you're going to get? They're not going to do shit for you if you need help yeah. and you're living in this land. Yeah. Fuck. Jesus. All right, let's see. We got two more to go. Somebody snuck in. We'll we'll take it. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, guys. What's up? It's uh, Ben from Ithaca. What's up, Ben? How are you tonight? Good. How are you guys? I feel a little, little barfy right now, but other than that, I'm okay. Barfy? Oh, yeah. I feel that. I've been drinking a lot. I honestly only called to listen, so... I wasn't really expecting to get on, so I don't really have much to talk about. But all right, well, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, That's you have a jovial voice. Yeah, it's good to hear from you. I have a jovial voice. You sure do. Yeah, it's great. It's right. comforting. Well, you can call back guys, in. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You guys are good at sweet talking. Thank you. We're it a makes couple me feel comforted. We're a couple of real sweethearts. I, yeah. Hey, I agree. Um. But I do want to kind of punch in on something someone said earlier. Um, someone was talking about their dad being really into drugs, and my dad is as well. Uh, he's a big pothead, and he's like my favorite person in the world because he like just uh, he's the kind of person that sells like he still sells like twenty dollars of like weed that's really bad and doesn't get you very high <laughs> stress but, weed <laughs> 20 sack right but it's a good deal right it's 20 dollars yeah, like if you don't get very high hour. you're still you're only spending 20 dollars yeah and you'll get high if you smoke it all of it at the same time you haven't tried to hook him up with yeah. that kush or anything oh, okay, i've tried so like i have a lot of friends who are like big potheads and like big into like 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 real I don't know if it's real weed because I'm not like much of a smoker but it's like definitely something my dad doesn't smoke but he doesn't like it he like smoked with one of my friends once and he got so high it was like I thought he was gonna die <laughs> is it a problem yeah yeah he probably freaked yeah. out a little you've been smoking that dirt weed all your life and then boom you're banging on like yeah Blueberry Kush. Yeah, some 33% THC strain. <laughs> yeah, a moon rock. Oh, Dad weed is underrated because it's really cheap and it doesn't do much, but it does just enough. Yeah, we were talking, I've had it's actually like, that conversation with a couple of people that said that dispensaries should look into like some vintage, like get the Acapulco gold that still has like a bunch of stems and seeds on it, you know. Get something that's oh, yeah. comfortable. Get we need like a Bud Light of weed. Yeah, for, for that that's what, for yeah. certain people don't want that. Like I smoked that kind of stuff on a hillside when I was sixteen, and sure. I thought I was high, but most of it was it was like seventy five percent pretending I was high and fifteen percent like 
being high. I used yeah. to get I used to get eighty dollar ounces and just bust them open and get so fucking like the world would just be spinning from from because yeah. I was just so out of it. It's and, probably from smoke inhalation more than exactly. It was oxygen being cut off from my brain. I had such a different. I, I guess I had such a different experience because like I wasn't like the person that ever bought it or smoked it a lot as a teen, but when I did. Like, it, I always felt like I was pretending to be high. But I'm also, like, a very, like, chubby, tall person, so I always feel like I'm smoking weed wrong or I'm not smoking enough. Yeah, you're probably, I mean, you could get one of them vape pens and hit it three times and you'll be good. I, I don't care how big uh, you are. Uh, I did that, like, uh, a couple weeks ago and I, like, blacked out and I thought I got drugged, but... It was just because I, like, had a vape pen and drank a lot of Yingling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, well, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they don't mix. I had a friend that, like, I would always, like, I have to be cross-faded. And I had a friend that it never worked for. And he, we would come home drunk every single time. And he would ask to hit the weed. And then he would just go throw up for, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. lay on the yeah, floor and feel like he's about to die. <laughs> that's like me I'm like the worst friend I'm like the ba- I'm like the friend you have to put in a baby carriage because like I'm like I can't get high I'm already drunk and then I smoke and then I look up at like the sky and then I just like fall apart <laughs> yeah I know a lot of people who will like in a in a moment of drunk weakness decide that they can get high now yeah. and then have a rough time no then they send a text message they're like dude it's 12 o'clock the next day and i'm still fucking stoned yeah. man yeah <laughs> i relate to that way too much <laughs> well thanks but anyways i'll let you guys go i just wanted to call the uh listen to the show but well, i hope you, you guys hey, have a good tour and then... did you get that shirt i sent yeah, I got it, and I got the uh, the like uh, Sonic the Hemp Chug sticker as well. <laughs> oh, perfect! Yes, yeah. good. Sweet. And I felt so prude because I'm like, obviously, the whole call was about not knowing how to smoke weed. <laughs> okay, it's fine. You can steal weed smoking valor. I mean, weed school weed shirts are just cool anyway. So hell yeah, and weed yeah, stickers. Like, so. I'm gonna get a weed leaf tattoo i'm gonna get a leaf tattoo or something now i mean that just shows who you are you know to people they're like yeah that's cool yeah i'm trying to be cool and all you need to know is that i'm trying really hard (laughs) (laughs) i really (laughs) but i really appreciate you sending that i mean obviously my last call i talked about how everybody sent me stuff and i really appreciate it but i really appreciate that and you guys are awesome thanks for the solidarity yes Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Yeah, have a good night, guys. Last call for alcohol. Yeah, we're going to do that song. That would probably go over with, like, young people that haven't heard it a million times. Yeah. People that haven't been to the bar yet. We can get into that demographic. last call for alcohol. It's something about Balama. I know. Hey, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? to? Take my call. Hey guys, it's the big guy. How you doing? What's up, big well, guy? You said you were calling. Um, yeah, I I was kind of worried I wasn't gonna make it tonight, but uh, you know, I guess things turned out, and so uh, here we are, and I'm I'm glad. Perfect. Um, you got in. You're lucky I've you got been, in there because we was about to cut it. We were getting ready to cut. You're about to cut it. Cut it out. We were done. Now you're the last caller, as is becoming the tradition. Right. <laughs> 
right? Um, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I was like, I was like, the lines are either full or they're about to cut it off or something. And I just, I just need to get in. I just need to get in. And I did it. And I'm here. And then, gotta say, it's it's nice in here. It's honestly like, I love what you've done with the place. <laughs> well, I'm kind of um, like right now, like I'm in this thing where like I'm either way too high because I'm like having weird nerves. And then I yeah. took Kratom, and okay. I just kind of feel like I'm going to throw up all over the place or fall asleep or explode Goodness. with nervous energy. That sounds, oh, that sounds terrible. It's not I, the best uh, feeling, I got to tell you, but I'm handling it. I'm a professional. You're doing good. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't show, you know, you are doing an, an exceptional job. Well, it's not the first panic attack I've ever had on the radio, okay? <laughs> this is not well, my first I mean, rodeo. The reason I'm the reason I am where I am is because of a string of panic attacks, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Aren't they great? Just panic attacks. Ooh. I love them. Oh, I love them. It's they're like the they're just great. It's like hey, you know what I really want to do at this hour? You know what I really want right now is to just like, you know, have really high blood pressure and hyperventilate and, you know, not be able to relax, that's great. That's awesome. That that helps stressful situations so much whenever you just, like, are just... You feel like your heart is going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can cope with it. The weird thing with me is, like, I don't have the, the sort of heart beating and stuff like that. I just get the nervous feeling in my stomach that I get when, when, yeah. when you're in danger, you get a nervous feeling in your stomach, but there's no reason for it. And it just shows up and I'm just like, exactly. all right, well, I guess we're going to deal with this for a while. I mean, I'm sure once I get the, like once I get in the car and get the windows down and get the air in my face, I'll probably feel fine. But it's always weird. This room is so to... hot. Oh, that's yeah. That might be it. It might be the heat. Yeah. It just gets but, me weird. Um, you guys, did you guys see my uh, my photographs that I, that I was sending around? I don't know where they wound up. I saw one where where you were like at a fire, and you had your face covered, and I think you were smoking through the uh, bandana. But I yeah, I, yeah. I didn't like uh, cl- click in closer. And then I saw another one you sent me. Did you vandalize somebody's car? Um, dude, like. Come on. You're going to try and make me incriminate myself on the radio? That's Come true. On. I was just saying, hey, okay, I, I'll shut up there now. I get it. We're no more incriminating people on the radio. The only Allegedly. the only thing I'll admit to, the only thing I'll admit to on the air is that I did take a picture of somebody's bumper sticker that was an NRA sticker. It said National Rifle Association. And allegedly someone had marked out rifle and wrote bootlickers instead <laughs> you could have done so, racist though too like you could have put yeah. racist in there and it would have fit with that yeah. that that vandal could have wrote racist and it would have fit with the r theme but i hey bootlicker yeah. works too i think well, bootlicker I mean, would whenever whoever whoever wrote that whenever they write racist like actual racists see that and they just go eh, they'll call anybody a racist yeah, but boot- bootlicker—that still kind of grinds. Yeah, they know? do hate being called bootlickers. 
I, I yeah, like licking the boots. Okay, the boots taste fine to I don't me. Like boots, that's for, that's for, you know, you know, baby boys who like when women stand on them, and I don't like when women stand on me. It doesn't get me hard. <laughs> uh, definitely not something I'm interested in. No, I mean, I feel like bootlicker. I'm going to defend the use of the word bootlicker because people have told me it's kind of a kink shame kind of word, but like, I don't know. Like, people aren't just into licking boots. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a whole thing, you know? Yeah, it's supporting power. I mean, it's it's like licking the boot of people in power. It's not like in your bedroom. Exactly. No one exactly. cares if you do in your bedroom. Yeah, you can lick your wife's boots all you want. Your all girlfriend's boots, you boots your boyfriend's, your non-binary friend's boots. You can lick your partner's boots anytime you want. I don't got a problem with that. It's when you lick the cop's you can boots. Lick, you can literally, if you want to literally lick anybody's boots, I'm not going to stop you. The cops aren't really going to appreciate it if you stick your tongue on their boots, but well, make sure um, they're cool. Make sure they're cool with it first. Yeah, I, I think the cops might Ask care. For permission. They might like to get their. Consent I mean, if key. you kiss the Consent cops, key. if you were like, "I'll kiss your feet," they'd probably get excited about it. Like, finally, some give like, some well, respect. Well, they'd be all nervous and they'd be like, "Oh, I uh, no, I can't let you do that. No, that that would be unprofessional." But they'd be <laughs> so flattered. They would be just in there. They would go home and think about that all night. I'll tell you um, what, sir. I'll lick your boots. Yeah, and I get your license. Like, follow me home and uh, get some boot licking in. Yeah. I don't know. Have you guys seen those stories of, like, like uh, I don't know. I see that all the time, I guess, stories of, like, cops pulling people over. And specifically female cops pulling over, uh, like, men in the middle of the night. And then the men somehow seducing the female cops into like sex which i don't know is that revolutionary that was, is that revolutionary to seduce a female cop into like that was like, a little wayne song they get in trouble for it <laughs> they get, that was that was a little they wayne get in trouble song. for it i i mean i i mean people get horny and i'm sure if you're no you shouldn't they should be sexless yeah until they take off the uniform yeah, yeah. fuck them I'm yeah, but don't. Fuck them, but don't. Right. Mm, don't fuck cops. Um, it's good I mean, policy. Unless you're into it. I'm not trying to kick you out No, 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 no. Fuck pretend like, cops or like those stripper cops? Fuck pretend cops. Hall- okay. Halloween's coming cop. up and, you know. Look, nobody has ever been hurt by somebody telling you that they're putting you under a breast. So. Yeah. So that's right. that. Stripper cops are not are not bad. I'm fine with but, stripper cops. Yeah, I think I guess go, I should expound. Go ahead. I wouldn't complain about stripper cops either. Stripper cops. I mean, it's not my thing. It's not my thing, but they don't yeah. enforce the current I mean, power it's not structure. Like the real so. uniform. It's a sexier version yeah, of the it's uniform. Much more provocative. Yeah. yeah. Okay, can real cops start wearing stripper cop uniforms? Can we get that, like, on the know, docket or something? That well, might get them out of being cops, you I, know? Like, I don't want to be a like, cop. Oh, I'm not wearing that. And I'm like, good. Brian, do you remember... Don't wear it. Do you remember your job. Do you remember your Department of Sanitation and Policing? Yeah. Your idea for the cops, how they'd have to wear shorts, like a UPS driver? Yeah, yeah. Clean up, like, yeah. They'd be public servants that have to dress like dorks. We should which make, I already think they dress like dorks. We should make cops wear shorts. Yeah, I like that idea. No, I know, I know the worst, the worst outfit for them. It's like overalls, 
mm-hmm. that are cut off mid-thigh. Yeah. Overalls that cut off mid-thigh. Um, I saw a guy at the zoo that had shorts, overalls, and I was like, that guy just looks like he could go tumbling around anywhere he wants. It's like, just, you know, but they, yeah. it's like a little, uh, it's like a, wearing a smock. That's like a romper. Yeah, exactly. He's like out there doing a romping. If, if you went commando in some short, some overall cutoffs, I mean, you, you could get a good breeze going. Great thing about romper or about overall shorts too—you don't have to wear a shirt. It covers up most of the chest. You don't have to wear a shirt with. That. I mean, or I have to wear romper a shirt. cops. Romper cops. Romper cops. That would be cool. That would. Then get... they gotta take. Them. Oh, dude, and they have to—they have to store their gun in their underwear. And so that way, if they want to pull out their gun, they have to take their romper all the way off. <laughs> yeah, that solves Same time the, to think about it and yeah. cool off. I like this. Now we've got you know something never, figured out. Never. I don't want to ever hear anyone say that I'm anti-cop. I'm just anti-cops not in rompers. Yeah. Cops should be in rompers, and that's that's just... That's just the tea, sis. That's the tea, sis. That's the tea, sis. It's it's just such a pain to pee and also pull out my gun in this thing. Hey, yeah. Well, too bad. You shouldn't have become a cop. Shouldn't have become a cop. I actually met a cop on a dating website the other day. Ooh, hachi machi. Did you want more? Yeah. Um, Go for it. They were like, yeah, they were uh, they were pretty gross and uh, don't don't date cops. My my wife and I like made up this thing last night that was just like a little we were joking around about it if what if in california when they legalized weed for recreational use they made sex illegal <laughs> like, how would people feel like they'd have to be like god dang it now i can't have sex some conservative in the boonies snuck it into the bill yeah yeah great now oh, sex fuck. is illegal yeah, fuck now wasn't there wasn't there like a state or a country or something that like accidentally made like LSD and heroin legal for two days on accident or something in like 2016? I don't know. I'm on Twitter about that today. Sounds like the purge, but way more fun. <laughs> Sounds like the good purge. Would have been yeah, the good purge. Like, can we have a purge that's like just like the purge, except you're not allowed to kill people and uh, it's just all year long? How about that? Yeah. A purge where you're not allowed to kill people, but you can break most of the other laws. I like it. I like it. Let's break these laws. laws Let's get out here and break, break these laws. laws. Laws are meant to be broken. Laws, laws. Uh, to, to my defense, in that picture of me in the fire, Brian, I think you missed the fact it was it was an American flag that was on fire. How dare so, you? How dare that you? That was my first. Post can you that? that was my first? Uh, it feels good, we, doesn't it? You were just disposing of oh it my gosh. as the flag code prescribes, right? Yeah. Now you got to um, join a Facebook. A now you got to join a pace, Facebook group that's called like "I will die for my flag" and then post it in there so people can tell you that they're going to stomp you. That's the next. Oh my part. gosh! Can I do that? I mean, if that's... you guys, if you guys get, if you guys get that picture circuit, because I don't really do Facebook and I don't know how to do internet security and I don't want to get like actually found. But if you guys want to like. I don't know, somehow circulate that photo on, like, a conservative Facebook page or something, I really want to catch flack for something because I, I honestly am bored most of the time. You need some flack. Big guy needs some flack out there, folks. Give him some shit. As big as your dad on Twitter. If you got any flack you want to throw at the big guy, you go find him. Flack him. Give him some flack. All right, big guy. 
we're going to go home. I'm going to lay in my bed and play Spider-Man until I feel like I'm not having a panic attack anymore. Hell yeah. You enjoy that Spider-Man. And uh, you guys have a good night. You Spider- too, buddy. Well, Spider-Man's a cop. Is he a bad a cop? cop? Yeah, you know, he's a good cop. No, Spider- in that world, all the bad guys are actual bad guys. And all the cops are actually good. That's how the universe works. Duh. Okay. No, Spidey's a cop. Spidey's a cop. Yeah, of course, but cops are good in that world, so unfortunately well, that's just the way cops things are. Cops are good and cops are never good. No, they're good. Um, they're bad in this world, but in the world of Spider-Man, they're not corrupt. Right. And they're yeah. like good people who do stuff. That's what Somebody one time was talking about how Batman's a fascist and Leslie Lee, is. Leslie Lee, one of my favorite people, they were like he's just beating up poor people and they were like no. Leslie was like he's beating up bad people because it's a fake comic book world where you can beat up bad people where like the people he's are actually beating up very bad, bad people because yeah. the yeah. bad people are poor. Well, have you no? Have I told you guys about that? That Batman is literally a modern day vampire. Well, I mean, in the exact same vein as as the uh, this is important. I'm sorry to hold y'all, but this is important. You know, in in the Marxist interpretation of like vampires is that uh-huh. you know vampires are always rich and they feed off of poor people, right? They are literally capitalists. Well, mm-hmm. Batman is literally a rich man who dresses up like a bat and beats the shit out of poor people. But that's not his goal. So, and, yeah, and also you neither, don't have neither is that the goal. Neither is that the goal of the vampires. The goal of the vampire is to, you know do whatever the fuck they're doing and whatever, I don't know, but they just sustain themselves by feeding on poor people. Well, and I mean, what, and handsome and, like and sexy people. Like, they go looking for sexy people yeah. all the time, too. Vampires are just so sexy. You also don't have to let Batman in. He makes some dramatic entrances. Well, I mean, he Batman lives in a world where people are so desperate that they hear word that the Joker is about to go blow up some building and he's paying big money for the job and they're like, alright, I, I could use a little bit of scratch right now. <laughs> yes! Yeah, that's the world Batman no, I mean, takes place in. Think about it, why Why is the Joker messed up though? Because Batman kicked him into a vat of like acid or something. That's, I think that's like, only a Joker, one Batman interpretation. Made the Joker. I think that's only no, a Batman one interpretation. Joker, that's canon. Because they're Not making a new Batman, a Joker movie now, and we're going to learn it all again. That's revisionism. It's revisionism. I won't stand for it. I'm good with revisionism. <laughs> it's probably no. going to get me yelled at by somebody that thinks I understand what I just oh, yeah. said. <laughs> Way to go. You, you're, I was trying to catch flack here, and you just threw yourself on the chopping block. Yeah, so. I'm 100% pro-revisionism. I am going to let you guys go. Um, I don't know. Fuck it. That's I'm bad. Too. Hit me up. Hit me up, haters. All right. See you later, big guy. Peace. All right. Thanks for listening to the show. That is Street Fight Radio. Um, if you want to hang out and play some video games with me, I have the game Splatoon 2 and Mario Kart for Nintendo Switch. I put my friend code in the Patreon, and I put it in the Discord, in our gaming Discord. Uh, we're trying to get a group together so that we can all play and chat and do Street Fighty stuff on video games. So that's happening right now. Uh, we are also going to be performing this Friday, November, or November, Jesus, September 21st at the Summit Bar here in Columbus, Ohio. We're going to be doing MC work for the DSA's Breaklight Clinic fundraiser. So come check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can hang out with us. We're going to listen to 
bands and have a great time. Uh, you can find more of what we do at streetfightradio.com. You can find our bonus content over at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. I'm also working on getting together this app called Rabbit where you can, like, stream movies. And you can do you can like sit in a room with two hundred people and all watch a movie together. So oh, I think I'm yeah. gonna try and get that going for some horror movies this Halloween. That's my plan. So get the Rabbit app and be ready. Uh, you can always watch the show on Twitch and Facebook. We are Street Fight Radio. Peace. Good night. Whew. Send me a link to the. T-